Shall we begin? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL podcast. On this edition, um, we talk about the Premier League, the games that have just gone through, and um, our views on what have just and on what we have just seen or watched during the weekend. Um, and um, here with me to discuss this is Shola Bolloni, my co-host. Hey Shola, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You sound a bit sad. Any 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 reasons? <laughs> you sound a bit sad. You know? like your voice is down. You're not as upbeat as normal. What's going on? Is something happened over the weekend? No, no, no. It's been the, it's been, it's been an interesting weekend. It's been an interesting weekend. And last one, last one. You know, Shalaj referencing. I mean, everybody knows what Shalaj referencing. God is a dick, so that's why. That's why. <laughs> you know, we know what you're referencing, Shalaj. But we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but before we do, I actually want to introduce uh, our guest today. Um, Priya used to be... Priya, thank you for coming. Priya was actually one of our... One was actually on one of our very first uh, few podcasts. Uh, Priya, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming over. Uh, very well, very well. Yeah, it's been... It's a pleasure to be back on the podcast. It's, I think it's like a year or two. Yeah. When you guys just started yeah, one of the first editions of the podcast. It's glad to be back on the podcast. All right. Um, and if I remember clearly, you are a Chelsea fan, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm blue. All <laughs> the sure if you remember clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you declared it on the pod that time. So, uh, Prayer is, is in one of our group chats. So, that's why, you know. Um, that, yeah. So that's why Shola is like, if I remember clearly, because obviously I argue, I, I argue with Priya like constantly over Chelsea, you know, because they, they deserve it. You deserve it sometimes as a Chelsea fan. So that's why they truly you deserve it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think where we are now, it's it's well deserved to collect. Have you? All right, fair enough. Yeah. I will get you. Yeah, I will get to them in a bit. But first, um, first, first thing I wanted to talk. What I wanted to do as well was also to talk uh, a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about for Manchester United. Um, you know, the defeat. Um, Arsenal. Um, Arsenal's defeat. Um, Liverpool. You know, a bit disappointed they didn't collect the three points against Luton. And then obviously we'll fin- and then not obviously, but we will finish up with looking forward to Chelsea versus Spurs. So first off, you know, let's start on a on a good note. Finally, Shola, you get to you get to start on a good note today. Um, uh, United get that win against Fulham. Much needed for ETH. Yeah, yeah, it was a much needed win, even though the performance was not good. But you know, the most important thing is the win. Um, but you know, we've been here before. Like after after the Brentford match, where we like we we stole it at death. Where we didn't, we got the three points, but we didn't play particularly well. So, you know, I don't know really. I really don't know what this means for us going forward because, like I said, I I cannot, I can't, I I don't think we've had a good performance this season in the league at least. Like I can't think of any performances that, that even all the games that we won, 
were pretty poor. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a funny one. I mean, I'm happy for the three points, you know. And um obviously it keeps us closer to the top four early on. I mean it's still early, so we really can't talk about, you know, if we're in or we're out of the race, but you know, the closer we are, you know, the better for us. So that's just my view on it. Go on, Priya. Yeah, with regards to the uh the win at Ulam, I think it's a very, very, very good win for my the what's funny is that they are I think six points behind Arsenal and Liverpool. Yeah. And we know we know the league where we know this previous Premier League, how 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 it is. Six points is not really anything can in a week a team can cover it up. So I don't know how many they do it, how they've been doing it. <laughs> Six points behind us now after playing woefully. And it seems like they've not even get the results. I think they have six wins and five losses. So far, I'm not sure. Well uh, Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean there. And I think it's also because United are are like talked about so much, you know. And because they are talked yeah. about so much, any small thing that happens, like news is generated. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like immediately after anything happens in, in United, is that hyped up to the extreme? Or, you know, or like, you know, it's crazy the way they move. So their season was was looking a bit that's not it was it was talked of as a crisis, right? Shola, it's your season right now. People talk about it like a crisis, but even though you are getting points, it's pretty much the style of play that people do not really like, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's the problem. You see, there's this false idea that if you are not playing tiki taka, you don't have a style of play. Counter attack is a style of play. It's not a style of play that's enjoyable, but it is a style of play regardless. So that's why I find it weird when people say there's no pattern of play. Like, it's clear what we're doing. We're sitting back and we're breaking up and we're hitting teams on the break. So it's not, it's not enjoyable. Yeah, the football is not enjoyable, but you, I, I don't understand that notion of there's no style of like right now, we're a counter-attacking team. There's not there's it's it's that it's 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 obvious that is our style of play. We don't have the technical players for the football that we want to see us playing. Do you get because you yeah. need players that can protect the ball, that can keep hold of the ball? Unfortunately, we don't have players for that. The players that we have suits a counter attacking style, which is why we, which is what it seems like Ten Hag has been adapting to. Even he himself said it that you know, his own philosophy is that he would like to dominate the ball, but with the players he has, he has to, he has to try and mix it up or try and adjust. Yeah. So, you know, it's a funny one. Like, and you know, I'm of the belief that, like, you know, you, you these things don't happen in you know in a day, especially when you have a mix and mash of players for different managers. Because if you look at our starting eleven on Saturday yesterday, our starting eleven had players that we that were either bought or promoted. By at least four different managers, and I mean, you had, you, you had 
you, you had somebody that was bought by that was either bought or promoted by Jose Mourinho, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Eric Ten Hag, and um yeah okay sorry three managers those are the three I can think of. I'm sure if I I'm yeah those are the three I can think of. Yeah, and um just to bring um Priya in now because you mentioned the players that like um that are starting for your team, but there are some players that are not starting right now. Uh, back fit as well. Varane, pretty. Varane is back, but he's, he's, he's not playing for United yet. Maggie is playing. That, that just sounds like a, like a... I don't even know how to call that kind of events. <laughs> because at the start of the season, we all, they all wanted Maggie gone. And, you know, they are world-class Varane playing. But right now, Varane has missed the last two Premier League games, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. Maggie is playing. So what what's going on with this turn around? How, how funny is it to you? For you to see that. It's actually funny, and I think Ten Hag is very he does this he tries to Pep does this and gets away with it. But when other managers do it and don't get away with it, it, it all the they start looking funny. You get it. but Baran is also not happy. I read he, he commented about it about not playing and he wasn't happy about it. I I don't think anything will be happy about it. But I think he's he's United's best defender at the moment. I don't think anybody is better than him without my United defense. He should be playing, he should be starting every game. He didn't mean that defense. Maguire, on the other hand, although I, I've not really seen him in the spotlight as much as he was last season, but I think he's, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be starting without my United lineup. So what's going on with them this this season, they're not really on form. And taking a player like Maguire and putting him in over Varane is suicide. But luckily for them, luckily for Ted Hag, they got away with it this last weekend. Bruno scored in the 90th minute, in the first minute. And the three points is what's important. That's what I, I'm also of the belief that regardless of the kind of football you play, just get the three points and go. Any other aesthetics you're looking for on the pitch can be worked on as long as you're getting that three points consistently. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at one thing that Tenag was able to do last season that I noticed, and maybe that's what he's doing this season, is that United he made United a team that was able to win ugly. But the thing is that if you win ugly, the margins are so small, eventually it's to, it's to catch up with you. And I think he caught up with them for a few for a few weeks. Um, they have a few good. They've had a few games, good games over the last couple of weeks. So maybe that's why their form has has turned so well. Maybe when they have had our games, maybe to switch again. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, joining us as well here. Um, he didn't join us for the first few minutes. Is Alex? Alex, how far? Thank you for coming on. How you doing? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. And apologies, guys, for coming in a bit, a bit late. No um, I'm t- I was just coming back from Liverpool, from Luton. I'm gonna go watch Luton Liverpool. I'm joking, but yeah, I have family <laughs> commitments. But good to be here. But you do watch the match while you were out. I did. I did. I saw. I saw. I saw ninety minutes. Ninety eight minutes. Yeah, Shola. How did that? How 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 was that game for you, Shola? Oh, I did didn't watch play? it. I just saw the highlights, and I was I was actually um I was surprised to be honest um you know because we all here thought. Liverpool were going to smash Luton. But, you know, the funny thing is that even during the week, um, Hadi and I were talking about it and we're like, you know what, funny enough is that Luton are actually out of all the promoted sides 
they're actually the most resilient you get. Like they're the most resilient out of the three sides. Like they seem the most organized. So in a way, I was surprised that in a way I kind of wasn't I was surprised at the fact that it was Liverpool they were able to hold down. But I wasn't surprised at the fact that they're a resilient team. You okay. get because you know, you know, Liverpool, these type of you know, you expect Liverpool and City to rip these type of teams apart, but you know, it didn't happen. And it was a very it's a great point for them because it takes yeah. them out of the bottom three. Yeah, it is. And um, Alex, speaking of points, Liverpool, I mean, this is drop points against Luton. It's it's a bad, it's a bad, really bad result for Liverpool today. Uh, I know you watched it. So what did you see in the game? Um, for me, that was a loss. Like you said, bad, bad, bad result. I know we managed to get a draw, but it felt like a loss because the Premiership now, you can't afford to even drop points if you're trying to compete for the league, let's be honest. You can't afford to even draw especially to newly promoted teams. I don't care if it's home or away. I thought we were going to win the game before the game started. But I'll be honest to you, when I saw the lineup, and after about the first 20 minutes, I knew it was going to be a hard hard day for us. A few things. I, bl- I, I blame today's result on Klopp and Nunes. And this is, not be- this is me not being reactionary. I'm just trying to be honest. I think he got the setup completely wrong. When you're playing against a low-block team, what do you need to do? You need width, right? Yeah. He, he put he put Simicars on the bench and he played Joe Gomez left back. What that meant was that Joe Gomez always had a cutting. He's not left footer, so he's had cutting. So there was nothing coming from that left side. Then Jota being the one on the left and not Diaz, obviously I understood Diaz's personal situation meant Jota had to start. But again, what that meant is, as you know, Jota plays more like a striker than a winger. So he was coming in. So with the fact that Jota had to play, we definitely had to play Simicars as left back. So the fact that he didn't put a proper, naturally left-sided player on that left side, that just killed us. Then the right-hand side killed us again because Trent was inverting. So we just didn't have anything. So Luton were comfortable because everything kept coming through the centre. And I expect that club to switch it up. He did eventually, but it was too late. That was one. Secondly, this whole McAllister DM did. I've not mentioned it a number of times. If you yeah. watch the goal that Luton scored, transition, and McAllister couldn't keep up. And that's the person that actually played the final assist uh, to the goal scorer. And again, not to pilot McAllister because I think he's a tremendous footballer, but he's not a DM. So he won't read that natural... He doesn't have that DM instinct in him where you know that guy's going to play that ball, that transition. If that was was Rodri, he commits the technical foul and it remains nil-nil. So that's where I think Klopp got it wrong, just in terms of the personnel. Then Nunes is my boy. I'm Nunes' biggest fan out there, but he missed a guilt edge opportunity today at nil nil. If you had scored that one nil up, we win the game. So yeah, bad result. Yeah, and with um with Arsenal doing so poorly yesterday, Priye, um, this this result does it does it? I mean, wait, actually, you know what? Let me ask you this question because we've not had you here before. Where do you think Liverpool can finish this season? <laughs> I think Liverpool will finish fourth. You think they will finish fourth? You don't think they are the title yeah. challenge? Nah, that's all. No chance. Yeah? Why not? No chance. No chance. No chance. The title is between. I really don't know what sports are doing up there, but I'm looking at sports the same way I was looking at Arsenal last season. Like, I know they will not win it, but they'll be up there. The new coach is doing really well. However, I don't okay. see Liverpool. I don't see Liverpool going beyond that fourth position. I don't see them going beyond that fourth position. 
Fair enough. Uh, oh, oh, wow. He supports Chelsea, by the way. Shall, uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, guess, I want you to ask him a quick question. Obviously, nice, nice, nice to meet you. Nice to e-meet you. So you believe Spurs will do better than Liverpool based on what? That's a general based question. On, based on the way the new, the new manager has set the, the, the team up. And he seems to, he seems to get, he's, get, he's getting everything right. For now, we're not seeing any. There's no real weakness to their game. The, everything. He seems like uh, he did his homework before he joined the club, and everything is ticking. It's going well for him. Okay, fair enough. Obviously, I know it's not a Liverpool Spurs show, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I disagree because I think we're a quarter away into the season. You got to look at things like fixtures. Who have you played? Where have you played them? And and what kind of injuries have you had? When you look at the likes of Arsenal. Liverpool, even Man U, and your team, Chelsea, key personnel have missed in, 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 in key games. Spurs have been very lucky. They've missed Bissouma for all of one game. So they so it's it's all going well for them at the moment. But all it takes is one injury or one bad result. If Son comes out, who, who goes in? They don't have anyone. Arsenal don't have Jesus. They're playing in Keta and people are complaining. If Son goes out, they've got Richarlison. That's a big issue. I just think, obviously, it's ifs, buts, and maybes. But I don't see how Spurs... I, I like Spurs as a team, but I just think it's that whole flavour of the month. I don't see how Spurs finish anything higher than fourth this season. They'll be in top four, but I think fourth is the best they'll get. All right, fair uh, enough. Oh, but you, Priya, we're about to say something back to that real quick. Yeah, that's how I like. I don't say, well, fair enough. It remains to be seen. But for now, I think the part of... Luck is part of football and, you know, they're, they're side, so... Yeah, I, I think I, I heard what you said about luck there, funny enough, and I kind of agree a little bit. Because um, even last season as well, a lot of people were saying one one injury to Arsenal, one of our key players will fall off, you know, at the start of the season. But we kept it, we, I mean, we kept it up enough to finish in the top four is what I'm looking at here. I'm not talking about whether, you know, we used it to win the title. I'm just looking at what you are saying that, okay, can Spurs keep it up until like, you know, towards, you know, like at least to the point where they are like in the top four at the end of the season, you know. Um, I don't know if they'll finish ahead of Liverpool. That one, I'm not sure. But I like the banter. So, me, I'm good with that one. I have something I want to add real quick. Yeah, go on. Go on, go on, Shala. So, and, Priya, did you, want, did think... you want to finish? Wait, Shala, wait, hold on. Priya, did you have something to finish before? Because I think I cut you off. No, no, that was, that, that's all. All right, cool. Nice one. Go on, Shala. Like, I, I'm more inclined to agree with Alex mm-hmm. because, like I said, yeah, everything is going well for Spurs now. You know, we're a quarter into the season, but, like, I, I, I have a belief that the season doesn't really start until December. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's the way I, because that's the way I look at the Premier League season. Because, look, we've seen in the past where a team goes into the top of the league at, like, November, and like maybe they'll finish in the bottom half. We've seen a team, you know, we, we've seen scenarios where a team is in the top four the entire season. February, they lose, they lose six out of seven games and they finish fifth. So mm-hmm. the thing about why why I ne- why I can't be convinced with Spurs is because Alex made the point. If Son goes out, who comes in? 
if Madison goes out, who comes in? If Bissouma goes... See, they are either a Bissouma or a Madison injury away from their season crumbling. Hmm. Yep. Uh, fair enough. Because, uh, who, okay, who's that? They have guys like Skip. Like, who is Skip? Hoiberg. Yeah, like... Hoiberg was good for them last season, though. He was. But, yeah. All right, all right, fair enough. And we'll still talk about Spurs a little bit towards the end of this podcast. But um, just before we leave Liverpool here, Diaz, there's some... um, I'm not really sure what is going on with his mom. You know, when he celebrated, yeah. that is... Um, is, is that... Is that? Is that his parents were kidnapped. His mom was released. I think they still have his dad. Yes. Oh yeah, they still have his dad. Oh, wow. I'm lucky for him. Yeah. Pray for him and pray for his family, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good goal from him today, Alex. I mean, I think he hits yeah. his But that was a brilliant Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We... We missed we missed Diaz, so I'm happy that he's back. And um, like we all said, we pray that they're able to get his dad back safe and sound because we definitely do need him. He provides us with something different of that left channel. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, like you said, bad bad result for Liverpool. But uh, we needed that draw, if anything, because at some point I felt like we're not going to get anything from that game. So at least getting that point just keeps us. In it, it keeps us in it, and now we're hoping that Chelsea can do the business tomorrow. I know we'll speak about Chelsea Spurs very soon. Yeah, so um, that's good. Um, to be honest, after and I guess now this is a good way to transition to the Arsenal game. After Arsenal lost yesterday against Newcastle, I was hoping that like you know a lot of um, the people right behind us, Liverpool, Aston Villa, you know, all of them would drop points as well. And gladly today they've done that. And um, Shola, that Liverpool, I'm sorry, that Newcastle. Arsenal game. Obviously, a lot of controversies, you know, with the VAR, blah, blah, blah. But I think a lot of people will talk that to death. But um, first thing I, I wanted us to talk about is Arsenal's lack of creativity in breaking down Newcastle. Newcastle are a good side at time side. Make no mistake about that. They're not there for the taking. You know, not only will, will, will they give it to you. Sorry, no, if you if you give it to them, they'll, they'll send it right back to you. So, um. But that lack of creativity has shown a little bit in Arsenal games this season. Do you see it as the same? Do Arsenal lack that creativity that they had, that they had last year? I think so. Um, there's something I don't know. Like Arsenal, are, don't get me wrong, they're really they're good, but I don't know. There's something I I can't really put my finger on it. Because Odegaard this season so has not been this player he was last season, you know. So like I don't know, maybe. It's, Maybe Xhaka, you guys are missing. I don't know. But there's something I feel that's missing. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. Like, right. the, you guys are not as... Yeah, maybe the word is creative. You're not as creative as you were last season. Like, we don't, I don't get know what it is. Chances is what, is, what, is what I think. Yeah, you're not creating as much chances as you did last season. Like, yeah. you know, you guys, you guys are creating chances anyhow last season. But this year... It's like that's gone back. I mean, I'm sure a lot of just a lot of fans would probably say it's because of Kai Havertz, but you know who knows. Speaking of Kai Havertz, um, yeah. Chelsea fans take delight in every opportunity to tell Arsenal fans that hi, look, we told you about Kai Havertz. We know you bought scraps. Um, obviously, you're not missing him in Chelsea, but um, how have you seen? How have you seen his move to Arsenal so far? Like I've I've always you know, I've always said like if we take the bank aside, 
I'm more happy with him leaving Chelsea. Anywhere he wants to go to, he should go. Like, I just wanted him out of the team. I wanted him out of the team. He wasn't... He... How do I put it? He has, like, a secondary role to play in terms that... It, in the sense that if you're playing, if you're playing with Roots 1, he could win headers and all those things, but he doesn't really do anything. He's not really good for anything on the pitch. He's not creating chances, he's not scoring goals for you. Nothing. And it's kind of frustrating. What I don't like about him is his body language. It's not encouraging at all. It seems like when he doesn't perform, it's like, oh well, I'll still get, I'll still win the next match. So, Business as usual. And, you know, when, with what was going on last season in the team, to see that we needed those three points every game in, game out, and he just, the same thing, kept on dropping the same sort of, per, per, sort of performances. He's not fast. He's not contributing. He's not passing. He's not creative. Nothing. I, I, I'm just glad that Arsenal went. I don't know who did, who, who did <laughs> that deal. <laughs> but, but man, I'm glad he's gone. Oh, uh, I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I know I know quite a few Arsenal fans that pretty much have the same take. The way I see him at the moment, I think I have to give him their time. You know, he's coming up, he's coming from Chelsea, and you know that's not a good place to be. So, <laughs> um, so that's why I'm like, you know what, I have to give him time. But so I'm with most signings, I give them a year, see what their year is looking like. And then from there, I start deciding what... To, I start trying to pick a side or whether this guy is looking good or whether he still needs more time. So, we'll, we'll, time will tell with Kai Havertz. But, um, Alex, Newcastle, again, a very strong performance. You guys managed to beat them 2-1. Arsenal could not find a way through here. What did you think was Arsenal's biggest problem here? Okay. Um, with Arsenal, I think it's been slightly mentioned. You've got, you've got a couple of problems. And one is you're missing Partey and Xhaka. Last season, you were very fortunate with injuries. For 90, 90 plus percent of the time last season, you had that triangle in midfield, Odegaard, Xhaka and Partey. And that worked beautifully for you guys because what Xhaka was doing on that left side, he he was making was making chances for Martinelli, giving him enough 1v1 situations every per 90 minutes for him to be able to at least assist or score. And that was similar on the right side. I know Odegaard is primarily your 10, but he was playing as an 8 and he was doing it brilliant on that right. This season, you've not had Xhaka and you've not had um, Partey. For the most part of the time, you've had Jorginho there. And the problem you have when it comes to Jorginho is slower than Partey, one. Two, when he gets the ball from his centre-back, he's more inclined to play the horizontal ball. But, but Partey, what Partey used to do, obviously you're an Arsenal fan, so you know, when he gets it, he's quick on that turn. So he almost beats a press in one move. And all of a sudden, you guys are able to get your flying wingers into 1v1 situations. So long on shots, fluidity. And that fluidity is from your midfield, like I mentioned, Jaka and um, Partey. Rice is trying to do his job. You can tell Rice, is, he's a dog. He's out there trying to do the 8 and the 10 and the 6 all in one. But he's carrying too many passengers at the moment. And like it was mentioned, I think you guys need to get Havertz out of the team ASAP. I'm not saying sell him. I think he's a bad buy. We've already flogged that house to death. But I think just to get anything out of Havertz, he, he needs to be Jesus' sub. So not even Eddie Nketiah, because I think he can do a decent job as a false nine. 
Because when he gets it, he wants to drop deep anyway, similar to Jesus. And that again, that could free up your Martinelli's and Zach and, and Saka's to be the ones that actually deliver. Don't expect Kai Havertz to give you goals or anything, but he can play that false nine, not to the level of Jesus, but that's probably the best thing you can do for him because he can't play as an eight. It's been said already, he doesn't score, he doesn't assist, he doesn't provide that aggressiveness. So what is he actually doing? He's just an extra body. And you guys don't need that in your engine room at the moment. You definitely don't need that. So that again, that again played the parts yesterday. That played a huge part in you not being able to actually break Newcastle down. Because when you look at your XG, your XG was less than one. So even take take the whole Newcastle goal away. Because I feel like that's that's putting that's taking the spotlight away from your actual performance. Your performance was not good enough to win the game. So even if Newcastle didn't score that goal, who knows? If anyone's going to win that game, it was Newcastle. I feel like Arsenal at the moment are not creating enough. Then coupled with the fact that I feel like your wide men, who used to be your goal-getters, are not... They're, they're, all, they're all in bad form, especially Bukayo. I don't know if it's fatigue or he just... I don't know what it is, but there's something not right there. You have too many players who are mm-hmm. out of form at the moment, which means Ateta needs to fix it ASAP. How does he do it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Bukayo is, is is fatigued because he's he's been playing too many games, games that he didn't even need to play. And he's played in. Yeah. Like I think Bukayo is fatigued. Like he needs like to sit like two games. Um, and actually, no, I don't. I don't disagree with that. That Bukayo is fatigued, and I was actually saying it to to someone today as well, Alex, about how we missed that party quick transition in the middle. There was a way Patsy will collect the ball where when he's under pressure, he'll go past one guy and all of yeah. a sudden everywhere opens up. Everyone yeah. is like, turn. Everyone, he knew how to beat the press. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Like, like everybody's everybody switches on. You know, it's a surprise to the uh to the opposition. They might be sleeping, but all of a sudden, you know, everybody's on it. So we miss that that that's in our midfield. I think Bukayo and Odegaard missed that the most because that was where Patsy used to put most of his balls. You get used to put it put it down for them. They will receive it in very good areas and do something with it, you know. But then let's not just talk about Arsenal. Like you said, Newcastle. I don't think they deserve to win, or they. It was definitely sure that they would have won, but Newcastle had a pretty strong performance, and I have to give it to them. Somebody said they were missing guys, and you know, at first I was like, yeah, but they were right. They were missing guys. It seemed like Newcastle. If they are missing one guy, they are like they have that's like one leg gone already. So. You know, they show their team spirit against Arsenal. So, I mean, Shola, how did you see Newcastle winning very ugly, but winning very well yesterday? I mean, that's Newcastle. And I mean, like, the especially when they go up against bigger teams, that's how they really play, you know, for the most part. Like, um, you know, New, Newcastle have, are known to be very, very tough. Like especially when when they're at home in St James Park, they're very very they're well drilled. One of those teams that you call annoying teams to play, yeah, and they shouldn't even because be that they'll good. frustrate you. <laughs> you get, yeah, they they shouldn't be that good. I mean, um, they did beat didn't they beat um PSG at at yeah four one they smashed PSV four one yeah smacked them four one so um. Dyke has them playing really good football. And um, how? Oh, well, sorry, how? Why do I keep, he, keep 
put their names together. I know, don't worry. Dirty football is associated with Sean Dice, so I understand. <laughs> there you go. That's why. That's why. You know, um, and looking at the way they play, um, uh, and the way they played, I, I feel like we need to give them some 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 flaws for the way they defended. Um, Priya, real quick, I give you the last word on it. I think Livramento was a former, was he a former Chelsea guy or was he a former Man City guy? Yeah, he, he's actually, he was supposed to be the right back, but James took the spot and he got so. Yeah, yeah he, did, he, did, he, he did very well against Martinelli yesterday. He's very good. Very good. Very, very dynamic. He can play either side of the pitch. Right, right. He can play as a seven, a two, a three, and an eleven. That's um I'm going by his academy from his academy days. Yeah. But eventually ended up as a right back. Very, 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 very good. Player. Very good. Yeah. Player. Yeah, yeah, I counted he did well yesterday. And that's you know, I mean yeah. let's leave it as that. Let's leave it as he did well yesterday. And um, I guess now I could talk to you a little bit more about Chelsea and Spurs going tomorrow, going head to head tomorrow. Um, James, you know your right back. Speaking of right backs, you know, you know he has been injured quite a bit this season, but he's fine now. Um, I'm sure you guys expected it to make a difference to your last game against Bradford. It really didn't. Um, do you think you know James being back this week will make a difference in what Chelsea do this um, tomorrow against Spurs? Uh, I don't. Yes, he's back, but I don't think he's fully fit. Poch mentioned it too in his press conference. Like he, he's not sure. James is back to his death, but yeah, he can get some game for some playing time on the pitch. I don't think James can. For now, I think he needs like three, four, five games consistent and playing nineties then to get back to full fitness. Yeah, and um, with the way, I mean, because he ha- his replacement has actually not done badly. Gusto, he has done very well for for you guys, hasn't he? Do you think he might be the one to start this week? Do you think he deserves it at least? Man, Gusto is a beast. I I, I love that guy. I love that guy. To think that he's just nineteen, he has come into the team and he's playing like he has been there for years. I think I think he's he's actually a very very good player. But with James being the captain, I, there's just there's just this thing that managers do. They'll say, "Oh, the captain needs to be on the pitch, more experienced." And obviously, James also needs that. I I just mentioned he needs to get that consistency. He needs, he needs those games to to get back to his best. So I I don't see Gusto starting, but left to me, I, I'll still play Gusto. I'll 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 put James in the less difficult games. All right, fair enough. And um, Alex, um, Spurs attack, Madison and Son. Chelsea's defense is actually not bad because I know we've been talking about their right back. Their defense is actually not bad. They do very well against big teams. But when they face these small teams sometimes, they, are, they just seem to do some rubbish sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. With Madison and Son looking so good um, up front for Spurs, um, do you think Chelsea can can hold them back? And maybe finally beat Spurs and give and give us and you know put them down a bit this this tomorrow. Yeah, they can. I think I think they can. I don't think tomorrow's game is going to be a foregone conclusion. Spurs, 
think obviously right now Spurs are flying, but Chelsea are not a bad thing. And like you said, when it comes to playing teams who come at you, Chelsea tend to play better. And that's simply due to the fact that they don't know how to break down low-block teams. Spurs are not going to play any low-block football. Spurs are going to come for Chelsea. That will give Chelsea the space to actually also do damage. Chelsea have got tremendous midfield. So when it comes to the midfield, that's where they need to win that battle. Then with Bissouma, Saar and Madison versus Gallagher, Enzo and Caicedo. They need to make sure they lock Madison down. And if they do that, that'll go a long way in them getting the results tomorrow. Chelsea just need to make sure they're clinical tomorrow. And unfortunately for them, they are not. That's my only fear. Chelsea will get chances, but can they take those chances? If, I, if I'm Pochettino, I'll, I will go with a dynamic front three. If, if Modric is fit, I'll go Modric, Cole Palmer and Sterling. Leave all that Michael Jackson business on the bench. Go with a, And that's similar to what he did against Arsenal. And it worked, at least for the first 70 minutes before... Um, before Sanchez decided to, uh, to make a mistake. I think if Chelsea can go with a similar format, that might be able, that might, that might hurt Spurs. All right, fair enough. Uh, Priya, what do you think about that, that forward lineup? Modric, uh, Palmer, and um, Sterling. Palmer has actually started to look, has started to do very well for Chelsea. Yeah, Palmer, he's like the player that has surprised me the most of all the signings that's, Todd made or the club made this summer. Palmer has surprised me the most. He he's, he plays. He's very comfortable with the ball. He has he has a knife for that killer pass. And yeah, I think I think he's he's done very very well for the for the team. He creates loads of chances. Like he, <laughs> this guy is cooking every week. But the player has not just finished the chances of Sterling, Cucurella, very wasteful Jackson. Jackson would, would you start that three up front? Modric, Palmer, and um, Sterling? Or would you rather start um, find space for Jackson? So, with Sterling, I have an issue with him. You can't predict what he's going to bring. Some days he turns up, some days he doesn't turn up. So, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's a gamble. And Jackson is off form. I'll rather I'll pick Jackson over Sterling. To be honest with you, I pick Jackson. Oh, I don't no. think. <laughs> I, no, like for real. For, for real. I know a lot of Chelsea guys do. A lot of Chelsea fans I do. It, it yeah. kind of looks like Chelsea fans don't like Sterling. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I don't. Watch, I don't understand why. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch Chelsea consistently, I'm telling you, Sterling plays well today. The next game, I think the coach should just should just bench him. Next two three games, bench him and bring him back. He will he will disappear. This guy is off. He turns he switches off totally, and that's the issue I have with him. That consistency he doesn't just have it. That's yeah, my major least, issue. Yeah, yeah, but at least you'd rather someone who is proven in the Premiership and, like you said, he might be consistent today, tomorrow not. But I'd rather take that gamble than put my money on someone who is not even gonna give me anything. Don't get me wrong, Jackson. Yeah, is a striker and whatnot, but I feel like. Romero and Van der Beek will find it easier to play against a Jackson because he's a striker. He's not moving them about. But that whole false nine, the mobile forward, Sterling, he goes into pockets and whatnot. What he will do is he'll drag the defenders with him, making space for the likes of Palmer and Modric to actually do damage. Because the reason why I'm not putting Palmer as the 10 is because I feel like you need 
Enzo, Gallagher and Caicedo. You need all three in midfield. So you don't want to have to play Palmer in the 10 and leave you a bit light in midfield. That's the reason why I'm going with that front three. And I think that can do damage. But obviously, you're a Chelsea fan. And if you think Jackson is the one, then... Okay. But I think... Uh, yeah, go on. Oh, you want to say something to that? Priya, go on, please. Yeah. That midfield. That midfield period of Gallagher, Enzo and Caicedo is very important. I think they play... They, they, gel, they gel very well. The few games that they played together. And it's important. But, but the attack... I still just think we they should go with Jackson. Sterling yeah. can come on second half. Sterling can come on second half, like come on second half. Maybe he wants to change a team or two, but Jackson should start the match. Ah, although he has not really, really been on form recently, but that I just don't believe Sterling. Sterling comes in. I don't believe Sterling will perform well in that match. I don't just believe it because like, I think he scored in the last match. He was good, so inconsistent. Yeah, like like I said, and we've no I've noticed it as well. Whenever I watch Chelsea, and you know, I don't I'm not gonna say I watch 90 minutes of Chelsea football every day because I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll give that much, I don't care that much about you guys. But I watch it when I watch it. And whenever I watch it for some reason, Sterling just seems to pop out out of all your guys. But lately, I'll give it to you that lately, Palmer actually seems to be the ones that pop that pops out. And he's creating a lot of things. He seems to be the one that gets a lot of touches. You know, he's touching it here. He's touching, you know, he's, he's crossing the ball in there. He's crossing the ball in there. And um, Jackson just seems like one that just doesn't take his chances. And I know, Shola, you know a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot about players that don't take their chances, you know, uh, with the way United have been played this season. But <laughs> Chelsea, this season or since last season. But fair enough, but at least you're a lot you're a lot in the trenches then. This time you're in the trenches a bit. But <laughs> Chelsea Chelsea will be on, on you guys this season. Uh are you are, are you looking for a Spurs win today or a or a uh, or a Chelsea win tomorrow? Sorry, a Spurs or Chelsea win tomorrow. Which one do you think will help United better? Honestly, I don't care. Yeah. You don't feel you can catch Spurs? I mean, honestly, I'm just taking it one game at a time. Uh, you have entered one game at a time territory already. It's kind of <laughs> early. Like, <laughs> just like, because that's, because, okay, I mean, obviously, yeah, a, a Chelsea win would be better for us because, like I said, the closer we are to the top four, the better. And if, if Spurs, obviously Spurs drop points, you know, they don't extend that top four pretty much stays within the same points as it is currently. So which is fine, because what we're six points behind fourth. Which on paper looks looks fine. On paper, that looks good, but I don't know. Can we make that six points? I I do, I, I cannot category I cannot confidently tell you that we can. Okay. So um right now, if they told you right now, Chelsea United, who will finish on top of like who will finish ahead of who this season? What would you say? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think we'll still finish above them. But I'll, I'll back my boys. Eh? Uh, what was it? What's your answer to that? I think let me tell you the thing. You know, Chelsea have we've had injury woes. Because the manager is I think you should know where I stand with coach. Yeah. He he made a lot of 
novice. He he's kind of like naive, but with time, with time, I think he'll he'll get the boys playing well, and, and that that should be by when he has a full a full squad, when Unkunko, Lavia, and you know, the the other injured players when they get back to the team. I don't who, think who else United, though? You mentioned right? Nkuku and Lavia. Who else? Sorry, I just bought in there. See, Chelsea <laughs> fans always make it sound like they've got 100 injuries. Nkuku, Lavia, who else? <laughs> they are, well, them, um, Kani. Kani. Kani is injured. Okay. Nkuku. <laughs> Lavia. Uh, <laughs> who else is there? Like two well, yeah. Two well is injured. There are like six players. Six players that should be I'm starting. Be- See, starting. See, that's what I don't like about fans. See, you guys always make it sad. See, there's, there's only one player, in my opinion, that you're missing, and that's Nkuku. The rest are just squad players. Nkuku is a big... I don't know Yeah, big gamble. Well, no, I would say gamble. I would say it's a big miss in the sense that but, Nkuku was supposed to be their star player who gets them a lot of goals. The way Sancho was... Yeah, that's what like Alex is player. saying, that he's their big miss. <laughs> That's what oh, Alex is saying. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. It's the, the, the only one that they're missing. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, it's their big miss. I'll say it's their big... I, I would say that it's not the only one they are missing. I mean, obviously, they are missing other players. But yes, I agree. Unkuku is their big miss. And Alex, this they are talking now. So who... Wait, Priya, you did say... If United, would you finish ahead of, of them this season? If they actually right now? I, well, I am asking you right now. Do you think you can finish 100%. ahead of United? Of course. Of course, 100%. Nice, I like you that. You know what? I'm sorry, <laughs> Priya. You know, this injury talk is actually funny because no team has had as much injuries as United. None. You've not had exactly. your entire back four outs. You've not yeah. had your entire starting back four outs at any point this season. Well, uh, first of all, like uh, we do, we've had a, at least I think at some point, I think the injury counts we've had this season is like 14. Or something ridiculous like that. So you're gonna come here and talk about injuries to freaking Chuko and make that like who is he? <laughs> like, are you being serious? Kanye was, was starting games before his injury. I think he's starting game. What was he doing when he was starting? He scored in the match against Liverpool. I think can you com- okay? Let me ask you something. Can you uh, compare Kanye's actually? Was it not was yeah, he didn't, he, didn't score, he didn't score against us. He doesn't it doesn't have the facility Hang to on. score against us. Can you can you compare Kanye's importance <laughs> to Chelsea? To, hang on. Can you compare Kanye's importance to Chelsea? Let's say Lissandro Martinez's importance to United. Or let me not even go to Martinez. Let me say Luke Shaw. And, Luke Shaw. Okay. Yes. Okay, let's okay, let's go player for player. Luke Shaw, which is Call oh, okay, yeah, Luke Joff, fine, fair enough. No, that's that's a good comparison. But I'm saying, for example, oh, no, no, no. The, like oh, the, the okay. big players I feel you've had missing are James Chilwell and Unkuku. Those are the only that's three big. players that that's you should be big. mentioning. Three, what, well, that's think... enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. go on. So, so what are you about to say? I think that's enough to actually derail anything. And it's like it's it's enough. And even with Lavia, we don't even know what Lavia what was had planned for Lavia before the season. And it's and he didn't even turn up. Like he has not even played a single game. I'm I'm yeah. sorry, you can't call Lavia because he has not kicked the ball for your team. 
So you can't even so you don't, no, that, that means we can't yeah. also call Unkuku as well now. That means we can't call Unkuku, and that's wrong. No, yeah, well, okay, fine. So it is different, it's different because Unkuku was supposed to be their main goal scorer. Lavia is is yeah. a squad player. Let's yeah, Lavia's not even got the start. Yeah. He's not he's not a main player, he's a he's squad a player. He's behind okay. the current starting three. Yeah. Okay, hold on. That's a fact. He's be, it's like me coming yeah. to say, oh, our season is bad because Kobe Mainu has been injured. Yeah, I can't I, say that. Yeah, chill out, chill out. Chill, it's the chill. same thing. No, because the their same roles thing. are Shola, the same. Shola is right, though. Shola is right. It's the same yeah. thing because... No, no, Benio, Benio doesn't have... No, no, but in Lavia's defense, Lavia has Premier League pedigree. Yes, so he has Premier like League that. pedigree. But, Shokwe, I'm talking about their roles in their teams. I'll say this. Before the season started, I'm sure even Mayu fans, Arsenal fans, Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, nobody is picking Gallagher over Alaria in that midfield. Nobody. It's because of what we've seen the Gallagher doing. That's why now it seems as if, oh, Lavia was going to be a sport player. If the season, if Lavia started the season and he was fully fit, nobody, there's no way he's starting over Gallagher. It's impossible. I know, but you're looking at it. You're looking at it wrongly, bro. Lavia was going to yeah. come in for Caicedo or Enzo. I don't think Lavia is coming in to play as a ten, is he? Gallagher doesn't play as a ten. Like Palmer plays as a ten. It's Palmer, Enzo, and this guy Caicedo in the DM. But before the season started, I don't think I don't think Enzo was supposed to play deep. I think he was supposed to play further. Leaving Caicedo and Lavia in the deep deep pro as, as the two man pivot in the four two three one. I don't think Ezo was Hang supposed on. to play. I don't, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I I, I have a that. question. Wait, wait, hold up. I'm sorry. I have a question. Now wait, hold up. But let me just also say, before before the season started, Unkuku did play a lot of games in that ten role, as well. So. I don't know if Unkoko yeah. would have continued on the 10, but he also played on the no. left as well. I saw him play on yeah. the left. So he might have played on the left too, but that, you know, that would mean a bench for like Modric. So I can say that like Chelsea had different options, right? And to pre just to just help us move it along a little bit, to previous points a little bit, um, Chelsea have not had um say Chilwell and James in defense. I mean, it's not as bad as you know, United missing their whole entire first team. But for a team like Chelsea, not to have their their one of their best players in James not playing at the back, and then one of their best attackers that they want not playing with Nkuku, it's going to hit them very hard. Do you get Shola? So of after, course, after I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm not saying missing key players. Every of course, that's why they're called key players, yeah. because. But I'm sorry, you can't tell me that Lavia is a huge miss. I'm not having that. Yeah. Because Gallagher is what? Isn't he, isn't he like a third captain? So it's not yeah. as if he's some dead guy. He's highly ranked in that Chelsea squad. Yep. And that's because well, of what he's saying. It's just because of his performance yeah. while yep. this guy is in a way. I wouldn't and... say his performance, but I, I, I think so. I know we're going to move it on quickly, but I think due to the fact, Shola said it, he's he's a Chelsea boy. He's got the captaincy armband at the moment. So I don't even think his performance, he's been decent at best. Let's not gas him up too much. But I feel like Lavia would have still chopped that bench <laughs> due to the fact that 
Gallagher was going to play that whole English grit. Chelsea kind of need that. So Lavia, yeah. I don't think, is a miss. He's just another player that is not available at the moment. When he comes back, he'll be on the bench. But anyway, we can move on. Um, what about you, Alex? And I guess we can use this too. So what I'll do right now is I'll get who Alex thinks will finish ahead of of um who will finish ahead in Chelsea and United. And then we can talk about give our predictions for the scoreline for tomorrow's game. So Alex, first off, um who do you think will finish ahead this season? Um Chelsea or United? It's it's tough because a lot of things might change. A lot of variables. Ten Hag might be sacked, Pochettino might be sacked, but everything being equal at where it is, I think United, due to the fact that in my opinion, they've got a few more certified gunmen. As much yeah. as I always troll Bruno Fernandes and whatnot, he's a he's an output merchant, which means games are meant to be nil nil, he'll get you that goal <laughs> like he did in the last game. Chelsea don't have that. And even the, the most ardent Chelsea fan will tell you that they don't have any sharpshooter. Cole Palmer is a good player and he's 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 performed better than I thought, but he's not gonna get you out of jail. He'll he'll find that silky pass and whatnot. But United have Bruno Fernandez. They got Rashford, who's not obviously going through something at the moment, but he can still get your goal. They've got Rasmus who can get your goal. So I think putting all that together, United probably will edge it when it comes to finishing higher. Right, fair enough. And um, thank you for that. And um, you're right. It, it is kind of like a battle of experience versus youngins with Chelsea versus Liverpool. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Um, Liverpool? Oh, sorry. Versus um, Chelsea. <laughs> Manny, Manny. United. So I don't know why I got that wrong. But anyways, um, speaking a little bit about tomorrow's game, what's your prediction for tomorrow's game? Chelsea versus Spurs. Is that for me? Yeah. Um I'll be honest, my my is my head versus my heart. I want Chelsea to get three points, obviously, but I think it's either going to be a one-one draw or two-one Spurs win. But I hope Chelsea can do the business just for the league, because the quicker we can all stop this Tottenham hype, the better for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I think a one-one draw or two-one Spurs. Yeah, I, I I like that. I'm good. Um, Shola, what about you? Who do you have? Man, with the way this week has gone, I'll go. I'll go with the Chelsea win, one nil. One nil. Right. Yeah. Man, no, this is very very pro Chelsea. Um, I hate Chelsea. I hate Spurs. So it's kind of hard. I don't know if there's if there's any way for both of them to lose lose. Maybe, I don't know how how, how they could do it. But you know what? Referees in in um in the Premier League will always find a way to do that to to to, to us. So we'll see what kind of creative way they do it. But if I'm just going to give a prediction, I'm going to go with a... I want to say Spurs win, but my head cannot let me say Spurs win. It's like, it's so bad. So I'm... Because that would mean like I'm I'm hoping they win. And I, I don't hope they win. So I'm not going to say it into existence. So I'm going to say uh, Chelsea win. I'm going to have a big game. So I'm going to go with a 3-2 Chelsea win. I feel like there will be goals in this game. Uh, Priye, what about you? What will you go for in this game? Yeah, I'm going with a 2-1 Chelsea win. And it's not just the fact that Chelsea final, but it is, it's... If you see the way Chelsea have performed against the big clubs this season, they yeah. don't find, as I think um, Alex mentioned, 
they don't find it difficult playing against those kind of teams. I think Liverpool game, the Arsenal game, I think we played, we played Brighton in one of the cups as well. We played very well. You could see that it was just the finishing that just made that just made that that didn't let us get the results. But I don't think we'll struggle with this uh, this Tottenham squad if they come out and play the way they want to play against us and they don't sit back. I think Chelsea will win to one. Yeah, one thing that one thing one one thing we heard about that. Uh... Um, Spurs coach is that he doesn't change his philosophy. He pretty much plays the same way all the time. You know, that nice boy. That even because I think when in Champions League, whenever you watch Celtic in Champions League, they also look they always look very attacking, you know. So yeah. uh yeah, so I, I think he's good to come at you guys. Because to be honest, their team is not defensively, I don't think they can do a defensive job against you guys like that. Especially if they come out to play and they play high line. You guys will take advantage of that. But again, the way you guys don't take your chances is very, is very one kind. And I think a lot of us have already said it already on the pod and you guys know it. So with that in mind, thank you guys all for coming. And if you stayed this long, thank you for listening to us again. We really appreciate you guys um, continue to um, listen. Priye, thanks for coming on. We'll have you again. Um, I'm sure Alex will want another go at you after you talk. <laughs> Liverpool. Alex doesn't like it when you talk down Liverpool. <laughs> I, trust me. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely have more time. We'll definitely have more time. So thank you again. Thank you guys all for coming and everyone have a good night. Goodbye. Thank you all.